Madden Luke's Sci-Fi Sanctuary. The year is 3013. The galaxy is scintillating in the mellow light. Two galactic pilgrims seek out vistas in the samurai future to bring forth the unity of the cosmic shaman. Opening the door of the pantheon of mystics, the evil sorcerer wizard powers the engine of science, seeking to forever alter the sacred balance, traveling on effervescent balls of summer fire. This week, Star Trek Picard, Episodes 5 and 6, Stardust City Rag, and the Impossible Box. In the year 2020, Star Trek is back, baby! Yep, uh, they're back with Star Trek Picard. <laughs> Good job, Matt. I'm just stumbling over my own words. Okay, this is Matt. This is Luke. And you are in our sci-fi sanctuary, where we will discuss episodes five and six of Picard. <gasps> Did you the names? The, the second one, six is the impossible box, and four, five is something rag, something city rag. I never even pick up the names. Stardust of the city rag. Let's see. Stardust city rag. I'll keep saying it until you tell me if I'm right or wrong. Stardust city rag. Oh my god. It's giving me the names of every episode except five and six, which is just saying five and six. Okay, anyway. Google! I, I just, I just. You're gonna rule the world, at least be competent. I just set it over the theme music, so people <laughs> already know what it's called. Resistance um, is revenge. Wait, no, that might just be a headline. That's different. That's just a headline. <laughs> Stardust City. Stardust City Rag, yeah, you're oh, right. All right, memory well in done. place. Okay, so, I to see you. To see you, I? I to see you. I'm taking ice to see you. Been making it about an eye now. Okay. Are you familiar with uh, British TV hosting legend um, Bruce Forsyth? No. His catchphrase I... was always, nice to see you, to see you, nice. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that that was probably not a reference an American would be making. <laughs> no, I, I was just thinking about our eye scene. Rest in peace. <laughs> Bruce, Bruce Forsyth and this Borger guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, that was a character in Voyager. I didn't know, but I heard that after the fact. I heard that after yeah, the fact. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I mean, they know each other, whatever. I, I, my soft spot in Trek is Voyager. Uh, I don't know so much about Voyager. Oh, no. Blind spot. Soft spot is the one you like. Oh, you're right. I meant to say blind spot, didn't <laughs> I? was I? real confused for a second. It's like, wait, Matt said he hasn't even seen Voyager. My soft spot's the rest of Trek. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have seen a lot of Voyager, to be honest, but I, I, I you know, I, I saw you know, it back when it was on TV, but I've never gotten there. Yeah, watching. I think I had to have the DVD set of season five because it has the chaotic space episode, right? Which is usually considered to be one of the worst episodes of Trek ever. But every, I haven't watched it, but really want to. The wrestling episode with The Rock. Oh, in Voyager? Yeah. In Voyager? Yeah. Crap. They encounter okay. like a combat sports planet, and one of the characters is played by The Rock. Wow, I dash you twice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, when I was um, a kid, I, it was around the time, I guess, Generations came out. Entertainment Weekly magazine put out this thing where they, they ranked all of the, the original series episodes and the Next Generation ones and whatever, Deep Space Nine had come out by that point, which I guess would be the first two seasons. Right. Um, ranked them all in one pool. And then they had one thing for the movie, and they had an article where, like, each movie had, like, a certain cringe moment. 
Right. So the first one would have been the transporter accident. The second one was the uh, the ear slugs. Yeah. The third one, um, the, the oh. sl Genesis slugs. The fourth one, whale. Fringe is in something unpleasant happening. Yeah, yeah. The fourth one was, uh, you know, whales getting murdered. The fifth one was them singing at the campfire and so on. Right. So, yeah, so the sing at the campfire is the kind of cringe I was expecting you but to But they up. did list that for five. But, right. yeah, otherwise, <laughs> that, that was kind of a joke. Five, but, uh, it's all cringe. <laughs> yeah. But so yeah, I, see, I'm so, my brain is so ruined by the internet that I can't think of cringe in terms of something horrible. It's always just embarrassing and lame is what makes you cringe. Triggering you. <laughs> <laughs> this is a pretty triggering scene. Yeah, I, I think that's the in the gory, violent, nasty cringiness sense of yeah. the word. I think yeah. that's the farthest Trek's ever gone. Kinda. If, uh, Discovery had quite a bit of this. Yeah. But that, that was the most that Picard has felt Discovery was episode five. Yes, it was lots of action, gratuitous gore. It's kind of a weird, I, weird episode. It's like a heist, and then we got Patrick Stewart for the first time doing a fake French accent as yeah. John Luke. That was hysterical. I, I love that. That's honestly the thing I remember the most from the show, other than the uh, eye scene. Yeah, <laughs> oh, this felt very much to me like a Doctor Who episode. Yeah, like that alien that can smell fear or whatever was such a Doctor Who alien. Yeah, like that was it was a bit crap. <laughs> Yeah. And played by a guy from The Good Place, which I know you haven't seen. Mm. But uh, viewers at home, it's the guy who wears the boots that Cheedy pretends he likes. <laughs> and then also distracting for me was, um, man, I can't remember his name. All I can come up with is the the Vajazzler. The Vajazzler? <laughs> the main villain, the one that was taking board parts out of uh, people. Oh, her? Yeah. It was a she. Vaj yeah. And yeah, then I thought you said him. No, no. Oh, okay. She, you, she. I, you, you might even not have. Okay. Anyway, she looked distractingly like, uh, like Troy in the 80s. Huh. She looked like I was supposed to recognize her, but I couldn't. Because she looked kind of like Troy in the 80s. Mm -hmm. She looked a bit like the Merovingian's wife from Matrix Reloaded. That too, yes. I don't think it was her. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, clearly it was, was not Marina um, Sirtis. <laughs> no, although I still assume we're seeing her eventually, right? I think next week. Oh, <laughs> nice. Yeah. Well, he's, that's episode six, of course, but he's yeah. transporting himself to who knows where, and then you get a clip of Riker, so I'm guessing that's probably where he's going to end up. That's how we, how we get to him. Um, definitely, it is a different Trek, though, because Discovery is trying to get out of the normal Trek box, but it was still like, it was like, let's get out of the box, but by staying in the box? Yeah, it was still, it was, it's handled differently, but it's still a show about a star, Starfleet ship. Yeah. With the name of the ship in the title. Like. Yeah. Still very Star Trek. I guess the thing in Discovery is we just haven't really had like a consistent captain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got a real good one in the second season. We're not a consistent one, of course. Yeah. Whereas here, none of that matters. We don't, we barely see any Starfleet emblems. Do we see any Starfleet emblems in these episodes? Oh, oh yeah, it's just a lieutenant and they make the call in the six, but. Yeah, that's true. There's uh, very few maybe images. Maybe in five we don't. Oh, wait, no, the guy she rescues at the start is in Right, Starfleet that's uniform. what I was saying at the beginning, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, so they both have one, but yeah, not really. But uh, yeah, this is a, a five is also the seven of nine episode. Um, I know who she is. I've seen some Voyager with her. I don't know her character that well. And I don't know if this works with the character or not. I don't know much better than you. It seemed to. Like, I know she was a bit of an action chick. Yeah. She's ex-Borg, so it makes sense she'd be doing this kind of... Yeah, start when, when Voyager... Because Voyager just comes back and series ends, right? Yeah. After that, we just get, like, a phone call with Janeway and Nemesis, I think, so... Right. It makes sense that she would not be accepted by Starfleet. Um, I mean, Picard himself in episode six basically gives the, um, 
the the Kirk Klingon speech from Star from the movie Star Trek Six. Yes. You know they're animals. They can't be all that sort of stuff. Although he does, he comes around a lot quicker than Kirk did. That's true. <laughs> Although yeah, his his thing is he's scared of the Borg, which is correct. But yeah, he learns not to hate the individuals yeah. like they're victims. Um, it, yeah, it's kind of weird that I guess this is the first time we've seen. Picard and Seven and Nine share any screen time? Well, they seem to acknowledge they know each other, but don't like Yeah, because like, they're they have... both ex-Borgs, right? Yeah, so and they're both, you know, big it, Starfleet. I'd kind of like to see them get celebs. into it a bit more. Right. I was, I kept wanting to say, oh, we should, like, wait a little bit to get to the Borg, because that's the sixth episode, but, uh, Which yeah. Which is Seven of Nine episode, right? Exactly. So it's Borg. Exactly. <laughs> we are already throwing the Borg in a bit. Um, how about the heist? So we have uh, Picard and his, and his crew of rascals going off to... Uh, yeah, Maddox using seven as nine as bait. I, I they can just fun. they can just beam out there. What a lame heist. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's probably some kind of you know. I mean, they don't know exactly where he is. They don't have like well, they, they had a gizmo that they were to do it right. Yeah, yeah, they yeah, can yeah. But just, I just mean it's still like a heist where you can just transport. It's not that thrilling to me. <laughs> <laughs> but we got Rios as a pimp suit. That was cool. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I it, like I said, <laughs> it was fun in a very Doctor Who way. Yeah, but it wasn't. It's always I. I've, it's kind of a skippable episode in a 10-episode series. Yeah, it's, it's the only episode which has felt like it's from an episodic show. Yeah. And I think... Like, the, it does move the plot a bit, right? Because mm. you get character stuff with Raffi. You, this is where they find Maddox, blah, blah, blah. Well, I think it's last time we were talking, like, are they even going to try and do episodic, which they did a little bit here. Yeah. But uh, it was more like... It's like... Especially Next Gen had all those like genre episodes, like here's Star Trek in a casino, here's right, Star right, yeah, Trek yeah. with a fistful of data. Right? Mostly a few that weren't the one casino is actually the Royale where they beam okay. down. The planet itself is like the holodeck. I thought that was kind of cool. But like TOS, it wouldn't be holodeck. It would be oh here's a planet which has coincidentally developed a Nazi party. <laughs> they had a book on the mafia and they learned the mafia. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, the mafia one's fine because in that one they explain as oh well they just had this one book about like a crime bo- pot boiler from the 30s. The Nazi <laughs> Nazi one actually was like, the sociologist went there and thought, oh, this is chaotic, so he introduced that system. Like, oh, there okay. was a I, connection. I remember that being a, like, involved independently. No, that's why he's all like drugged out and is giving speeches, because he realized it was a mistake, but he's already their figurehead, uh, so the controllers. That, yeah, that, that's a much older episode than um, Stardust City Rag. Yes. <laughs> I think also what makes it feel weirdly episodic is the fact that it's... Jerry Ryan does just seem to have done a one-episode cameo role, right? Yeah. So up until now, it's been a consistent cast across all four episodes. And then it's that same cast in episode six. But in episode five, we have Seven of Nine shows up. We have all the people on FreeCloud. And they're all just there for that one episode. Well, Data has his um, drop-in and drop-out in the first That's episode. True. But he's always he's being discussed throughout. That's true. He's yeah. like he's the impetus behind this quest. Right. Does that make sense? But as far as the and actor, technically, Dodge was only in the first episode. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the the point being, the actor who plays Data was in for that right. one episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But even in that episode, it was a pretty much a cameo role, right? Yes, exactly. For seven of nine. This was a seven of nine episode. Yeah, in Picard, which is weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think everyone assumed that she was just going to be part of his crew for this whole series. Yeah, from the like trailer. When she, when she turned of... up at the end of. Four, I guess I was like, oh, okay, so now she's going to be in it. Yeah, she was just in it for that one. I guess that's it. so. I guess five sort of uh, were one. It makes or breaks on how much you're into seven and nine, and if they screwed up her character or not. Which again, I don't really know. She's pretty hardcore here, but again, she's the action chick. Have you heard people saying that they did? Hmm. 
Not so much. I'm just wondering why you keep bringing that up. I have heard some rumblings of this being the first episode of Picard that a lot of people really didn't like. I've heard, yeah, I've heard people making fun of But again, it's meant to be fun and stupid, I think. Yeah. I was happy to go, like, that's a bit, something Trek has always done, right? Mm. Some goofies. I was happy to go along for the ride. And an elf boy. Elnor? Elnor? Elnor, Elnor yeah. Okay. I, I shouldn't call him. I was going to kind of just keep calling him Elf Boy. I was like, I probably need to put his right name to him. <laughs> <laughs> He's like the comic relief, though, which is weird. Yeah, he's just he's just very naive. Because <laughs> we thought they were going to go Rogue One. He looks sort of like, you know, one of those uh, Force adepts. But... No, 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 he's just good at using a sword. <laughs> <laughs> Quite good at the sword work, though. Yeah. Um, oh, the other elephant uh, in the room for five is uh, Dr. Agnes. Yeah, you predicted she was going to be that guy. No, I predicted she was going to be an android. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Which... Uh, I'm still holding out for it, because what if Maddox created this other android that is... Oh, what if Maddox isn't working alone? Or that? So she's part of the conspiracy trying to shut him up. Yeah, uh, that could be it. But the point is, when I said it in the first episode, it sounded completely nuts. Hmm. Um, Now it's... I'm I'm putting... I'm wondering if I might have been burned on that, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. If not, there's definitely some weird wrinkles there, so... But also, if the actress has signed up for two seasons, then the twin android can be good, and then she gets to come back. There we go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, uh, but we don't know that yet. But no. I don't feel like it's quite as much a wild conjecture as it no. was the first time around. Well, and also I was saying before that oh I think she's just here to be Picard's Tilly, right? Yeah. And now I feel like that was deliberate to throw you off the scent that she was going to be bad. Because she's she's on a murder. Oh, she's just the lovable. Yeah. But she isn't like a monster. No, she obviously six... has reasons, and she like you visibly hated doing that. Yeah, yeah. So they're they're at least doing something a bit interesting. And in episode six, she's definitely having a bit of the repercussions rolling through her mind. But uh, that was pretty, that's, again, I don't feel quite as bad for uh, not paying so much attention to the Maddox strain because they quashed that one pretty quick. (laughs) Yeah. I guess it's not like he's a famous enough character that he was going to be the overall goal of the series, right? I thought he'd hang around a bit longer than turning (laughs) up and dying in the same episode. But, uh, Hugh's certainly sticking around more than a little more than expected. Yeah, I mean, well, not more than expected, just, uh, I guess, from the other people showing up in the show. He's the one that's been popping up the most. Yeah, he seems to have a... Although, again, he, he, we might be done with Hugh now. Who knows? But he's with Elnor. I don't know. Oh, yeah, I, guess I don't think Elnor's we're done with Elnor. Back, right. and, uh, yeah, and that actor is probably, I mean, not in, like... It's like he probably doesn't have anything going, else going on next month. Or he right, could push yeah, it yeah. back if he does. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think he's got anything bigger than this. Yeah. But, yeah, obviously there's, you know, strains of foot underneath the feet. Should we get into episode six? Yeah, sure. I was pleasantly surprised by episode six because this show has felt a lot like a um, like a very network television kind of show. It's dragging plots out, um, and I thought we were going to have the the business between Soji and Narek last all the way up to the finale, right? Like, oh, we know he's a baddie, but she doesn't know. Does he love her? Does he not? Should be pretty clear now. (laughs) For 10 episodes, right? Mm. So I was actually really glad that, no, we can just wrap that up and continue the plot. Yeah, I felt this. Actually, I felt 
this was the most TNG feeling episode so far. Okay, go hit me with it. It just it tended to take on the morals issues that we would get in TNG episodes. Right. And Picard the diplomat more. Yeah. I mean, yeah he's yeah, definitely yeah. showing his diplomatic stripes here. That's how you get to the artifact. Yeah. Um he has to use people a little bit to do it, but he doesn't have a crew that is, uh, you know, on an oath to serve him. But um, the banter in the bridge, though, while it's not a Starfleet crew, it had sort of the, you know, conference room idea, idea, Picard yeah, yeah, makes yeah, a final yeah. decision thing. He's, he's more proactive now. Yes. Um, probably because there is no... Well, he's got his mission now. He knows what he's doing, where to go. Yeah, and he has no... He doesn't have to do really physical action here. He's doing... Picard action, I yes. guess. But he's now the driving force. Episode 5, I mean, he has a goal he wants to do, but he's kind of letting everyone else... Well, also, episode 5, Picard pushes, you know, some Starfleet morally stuff, and Seven of Nine doesn't listen. Yeah. So she makes him think she has, but she goes back and kills that shit. Yeah, that was a nice shot, though. Yeah. <laughs> was going through the whatever, casino whatever, was just wailing yeah. away on everyone. <laughs> Yeah, I was a little surprised by that. I, don't, I can't decide if I like it or not. <laughs> well, you know, I don't know if I like Seven or Nine or not. And I, right. <laughs> in a way that I just don't know about Seven of Nine. Right, 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 right. Uh, but Jerry also, Ryan's I like that it would, it would also have been incredibly cheesy if Picard had given one little speech and she changed her ways entirely, so. Yeah. And yeah, I think I would have hated it. I would have hated it more that way. Um, the interaction between him and Hugh was the first kind of, like, interaction that vibe with something we got from TNG since he was in there. Yeah. Because Data, like, is, you know, it's all dream logic and weird, right? right? And, and pretty much he, everyone else we've seen is, is, this is our first time seeing Picard. Yeah, we haven't seen anyone else. Have, oh, yeah. oh. Uh, there the, was the Doctor from the Stargazer. And the Admiral. But yeah, they but didn't even, have a nice conversation. Is she actually from? She's in, I think she, at least the character is in a TNG okay. or two. I think she's a captain at that point, but yeah. Oh, okay, I didn't know that. The, the, ca- the character did show up somewhere in TNG. Uh, okay. Probably the same actor as well, but... Um, I didn't actually check that. But it's also just nice to see, like, Picard smile and have some warmth with someone. Yeah. I mean, you have a nice hug. Mm. So I, maybe that's why uh, I'm guessing we're... Because we have that blind, uh, long-distance teleport, so... Right. I had kind of have it on the mind that that's to, to Riker land. Well, I mean, apparently they could freaking transwarp beam as far back as the original Enterprise, according to the Kelvin film. I was about to say, that's only in the Kelvin-verse, man. This is special. Oh, but in the Kelvin-verse, Spock brought it from the original universe. No, no, he brought the science that let other minds in the Kelvin-verse to to, to Scotty to to develop... it it was Scotty's thing. Right, but it's a different Scott, because we'll see when the Kelvin <laughs> exploded, that impacted him in a... Okay, I'm stopping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, this long-distance transport is still uh, a plot um, mechanism, but it seems well, they, alone. They said, oh, the Borg got it from so-and-so. So I'm assuming it's from an old episode. I don't know. They got I mean, from there, Q. There, was, there were some weird freaking... They, they got that from Q. Like in... Um, see, on the edge of tomorrow, they beam all the way back to Earth. Through so the been, Guardian. Yeah, but this is like a this is like a stolen old gate thing. Yeah. So it kind of yeah. Yeah. Any, anyway, um, I'm, I'm happy for the Borg to have shit like that. I'm much more willing to accept it in this situation than you know alternate universe Scotty just suddenly figures it out. Yes. <laughs> right, and also this is like a rare thing. They don't know how it works. They can use it once. Whereas transport beaming is like okay, I guess now we don't need spaceships. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about. Um, <laughs> Raffi's scam in, in, in here. That was pretty interesting. 
Yeah, it kind take, of. Take a giant hit of the, the snake dope. Um, yep. Talk total shit, have it work, uh, ruin your friendship, and then go bang Rios, I guess. Yeah, like, <laughs> was that a sign that she is still pretty loyal to Picard then? Because she pretty I, much fucked her life up for him there. Yeah, she's loyal to Picard. Yeah, and she fucked her life up. Well, she probably did a lot of that on her own, but it's like, you know, the people that supported Picard in the past were always Starfleet officers of impeccable morals, where right. his main support now barely likes him and has made a train wreck of her own life. Right, but that doesn't mean she doesn't have impeccable morals. Right. Because it's the people, as far as I can tell so far, it's the people who supported him in trying to save the Romulans, right? Yeah. And that's no longer the mainstream opinion. So they do, they are people of impeccable morals. Yeah. I mean, if you tried to save a planet and didn't work because of bullshit politics, You'd be pretty pissed. Yeah. A few hits of the the freaky tobacco would be in line. I want to live on her whiskey and vape farm (laughs) in the desert. (laughs) But yeah, but yeah, Picard's morals I don't think are particularly um, tarnished in this uh, show, which I think is good because Starfleet certainly are. Mm. His crew is definitely ambiguous, but that is, uh, you know, Picard is the anchor here, which maybe is why they just like give the show name Picard. You know, I guess like the only issue with Picard is that he needs to check his privilege a little bit. Yes, but the show is making him do that, so. But he always kind of knew that next gen. Yeah. I mean, because he was, uh, we mentioned before, I think, you know, we get like super arrogant Picard in the first season and yeah, yeah. starts chilling out by the end. And he's pretty chilled out here, but might still make a few assumptions due to his privileges. Right. Or, and just the fact that he's used to having a lot more power than he does now. Yeah, he's one when he says jump, people jump. <laughs> um, I don't know, is six the best one so far? I think it might be. Yeah, maybe it moves things forward and stuff. The PTSD reaction was notable, I think. That was before. a really nice moment. Like, when he's just like, oh no, they're just stopping you from falling. Hmm? When, when he was just like, they're just trying to stop you falling. Yeah. And he's like, oh. Huh. And, like, and yeah, it was just, that was really Because well you're done. in with him. You're like, oh, the border, border coming right on him, you know? Yeah. <laughs> coming right on Oh, and that, that shot where he's looking at the hologram of him as Lacutus. Oh, yeah. And the camera go. That was very well done. And then they did that again. I mean, it's pretty cheesy, but... They did that again a little later with... Was it was it the Doctor? There's another similar shot. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, no, they did it earlier with the Doctor when she's watching her and Maddox. No, no, face. but they don't do... They did another superimposed face, I think, with her oh, later. Oh, no, they did it with Soji and her mum. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, I don't know. I just noticed the parallel. Yeah, um, I, I do like Six. Um... Well, yeah, the first four felt a lot like setting up. Five was good, but felt like a weird... Wacky time. Yeah, separate, like, kind of standalone thing. And this is like, no, the plot is moving now. Yeah. So I guess for the last four, we're into our final act, right? Shit will happen. Yeah, well, things happened here for the most part. Yeah. Um, let the, how about the namesake of the episode, the impossible box where Soji is, um, it, you know, activated... <laughs> Yeah, uh, what the fuck? I don't know. <laughs> I thought punching through the floor was pretty hip. Yeah, that was cool. <laughs> no, but the stuff where, like, oh, here's some Romulan freaking hypnosis technique and here's a freaking Romulan Rubik's Cube. But I mean, I don't, have any, I don't have any problems with it. I don't think it was as cool as the show thought it was. Yeah, but uh, the mom, that is, that's not a Romulan thing, is it? No, no, no. It's, it's just part of her, like, Maddox trying to fake her being alive, I think. Yeah. But it's, yeah, it's some full-on, like... Um, What's the thing you always like to bring up? The brainwashing thing. MK Ultra. It's very MK Ultra, it's right? It's very MK Ultra, yes. She's got like a freaking activation. 
right. mum that puts her to sleep every night. Yeah, that was very MK Ultra. Um, that yeah, so I guess it. We just did. We were talking about the Matrix. You know, you have to you have to die to actually get the knowledge. I mean, right. the writing was on the wall. She'd already figured out the phone call thing. She'd figured out all of her stuff was thirty seven months old. Yeah. Hey, thirty seven. You want to put any thinking about that number? Three plus seven is ten. That's how many episodes we have. Um. Wait. What is thirty seven months? So that's like just over a year and a half. No, that's uh, three years and a month. Oh yeah, yeah, three years and a month. Eight, mm. Yeah. I'm just trying to... What in the show happened three years ago? Nothing, I think. I don't think they set anything up. Okay. No, I, no, I can't think of anything. I'm just spitballing at some numbers and seeing if they land anywhere, because I, I didn't have a... Well, you want to make idea. a bold prediction on a podcast like this, right? So you can feel smug if it comes true. Yeah. Well, I'm, also, we always got 47 as the joke on TNG, where mm. the number 47 just always shows up. So then we got 37. So it just made me you know, wonder if there's a little thing. Everything's 37, man. <laughs> Maybe they just very deliberately didn't want to do 47. Yeah, so I took, took off 10. <laughs> um, it is nice that we got Narek now as the, the proper, I guess, villain. Although he'll probably do something to try and, like... I've got a feeling they're going to do a lame thing where he actually does love her and he turns against his sister and she kills him and everything's... Um, everybody cries, blah, sure, blah, blah. I'm sure something along those lines will happen. Oh. Obviously, he had some reservations, but uh, he is a Romulan. You can do cold blood stuff when you're a Romulan. Hey. He's also like Romulan secret, secret police, robot killing task force guy. Like, yeah, I, I already only recently learned how to remember to say Tal Shiar, so I'm hmm. not gonna get deep. Tal Shiar's the regular secret police, right? Yes. But what's the super secret one? I just, I, I was just making my point. Like, I'm not. Yeah, you're not ready for commit that, that one to memory. Sorry. <laughs> um, oh, what was the other? Oh, what was in the Romulans' ears, man? I'm, I'm buzzing. Okay, yeah, I can feel it for the. Yeah, the the Romulan in the ears, like when uh, Narek's in bed with Soji at first, I'm like, does he have like uh, some kind of weird wart? And then and then his sister had it too, and I don't remember ever seeing things in Romulan ears before. Oh, I didn't spot that. Yeah, it looked almost like some weird kind of moldy growth. It was kind of black. I guess they've just done the ears weird. Like the entire scene where he's in, it's in, it's in one ear, it's not in the other. The entire scene where he's in bed with Soji, it bothered me. And then I noticed his sister has it too. And uh, huh. maybe the Romulans have like always had it. I just never noticed. I don't know. But uh, so you saw it. Now you can't unsee it. Yeah. Um, to me, it looks like he's wearing some sort of communicator or something. If like if that's a growth in his ear, that's he definitely needs medical attention. <laughs> it's huge. It, yeah, it's yeah, like it, a bone coming out of his ear. It looks kind of organic-y, though. I mean, I'm, it's, just, it's a little spiky black thing. Yeah, yeah, I know you're probably right. It's a communicator. It's in his sister's ear. But uh, it was. It just looked weird. And like I said, you, you said, I said. You said, I said. You said, like, it's some kind of growth. I said, communicator. You said, yeah, but that's like going to bed with someone wearing a wire. Right. <laughs> no, I started off, I was like, well, I shouldn't report what you said because you're here. And then I just confused myself. And then you reported what I said. I had to report what you said and what I said. <laughs> Which is what I was originally going to do. So yep. that was interesting. Anyway, uh, the show seems to be, it's worth following. Yeah. But, uh, I mostly heard good things, and then one or two people hate it. Oh, episode six? No, just the show. Oh, the show, okay. Yeah. No, it's, it's, Beforehand, it was like, are we going to, I don't think anyone really thought we were going to get action Picard, but we are getting some nice brainy Picard. Like, there's some smart stuff going on here. Yep. My one fear, and I don't, I'm fairly sure we won't get this. I hope that this season concludes. I'm pretty sure it will. Because it was originally written as a one season thing, right? And the showrunner is not yeah. on for the second season. So I hope season. we have like a proper finale and then 
I'd be happy for season two to just be a whole new adventure. Yeah, same here. I imagine it will because... I'm sure we, they will leave some stuff open-ended. I mean, we got a novelist, like, yeah. I'm going to do this one season, and then he left, so... Right. Uh, I mean, that's all they get Patrick Stewart on for in the first place anyway. You commit to 10, I guess he liked it, so he's committed to a bit more. Yep. Um, I've heard people saying that Stewart seems like he's not like giving it his all, but I feel like he's doing a good job. I do, too. Yeah. He's understated, but he's 79. Right, yeah. <laughs> and playing like 109 or whatever. Yeah, I think it's 94, but still, that's, yeah. you know, he wouldn't be so peppy. Yeah, but the, think, his mind's there, or well, unless it's not in a few And episodes. like when he does give like some emotion and some speech, he's really good at it. So I think the performances are fine. I still find the Romulan sister thing fucking boring. <laughs> they whatever. didn't give it too much screen time. No, they, they, they never have, right? Yeah, it's just kind of there. But we always had, like, what, the, the Klingon sisters, what were their names? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they were always kind of a little lame. <laughs> I'm kind of glad I'm watching this weekly, episodically. I think the slow pace might be a bit much if I watched it marathon style. Yeah. I think episodic's really the way to do a TV show anyway. I, you know, when they just throw the whole thing out, yeah. you, can't, you can't sit down and discuss an episode as we are now. Right. <laughs> you yeah, just yeah, gotta, yeah. yeah, so it's kind of that, nice to do it that way. Yeah. And we'll do it a little more uh, for the next session. So, until then, engage. Doesn't make sense here at the start, not the end. Doctor Who and the Daleks.